The priesthood, this unique and sacred gift that God has given to the world. And as Christ has said in our gospel, he loved his own in the world and he loved them to the end. So much did he love us that he gave us the gift of the priesthood. For he loves his own and loves us and loves us to the end. Some of the principal mysteries that we celebrate tonight include the beginning of the priesthood, the institution of the Eucharist, and the command to love others as Christ has loved us. This priesthood, what a complex subject this is. So many dimensions. And we will dive into what a priest is and beginning with the ideal and about what a priest is and what he does, but most importantly, who a priest is. First, there is really only one priest, and that priest is Jesus Christ. He is our one high priest that uh, is the priesthood that we all uh, partake in, and it all comes from Christ. This holy night, two, uh, Holy Thursday night, two millennia ago, Jesus ordained the first priests, the first bishops, and the first priests to be his ambassadors in the world. They were given this power and authority to act as Jesus himself in our world. And being able to celebrate the sacrament and celebrate the mass and any other official church action. So these 12 apostles were given the first opportunity to be other Christs in the world. To use the Latin phrase, alter Christus. So these 12 then ordained more bishops and more priests in the years and, and also those bishops and priests uh, ordained more, well the bishops ordained more priests and, and on and on and on into our own day. And so we see how Christ allows his priesthood to continue in the world and still be connected to this holy night that we remember, this holy Thursday night where Jesus gave us the priesthood. And so there's a specific point that the church highlights today in the catechism about the mission of the ministerial priesthood, the one that Jesus started, initiated on Holy Thursday. The catechism writes, the ministerial priesthood is a means by which Christ unceasingly builds up and leads his church. For this reason, it is transmitted by its own sacrament, the sacrament of holy orders. So we ordained men, members of the ministerial priesthood, have been set apart, but not in a prideful manner, but as one that is, has us set apart to serve. Not to be served, but to serve you, our people. In following that example of Jesus, as he said in our gospel, uh, to be like uh, following his example, uh, being one that serves and not come to be served. And it must be noted first that all baptized, everyone who has been baptized, shares in what we call the common priesthood. And this ability that we all have, this priesthood that we all share in, and what a gift this is, being able to share in the priesthood of Christ, men and women and all of us. St. Peter writes in his first letter, like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, 
to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. To offer sacrifice. This is what our priesthood is all about. The one that we all share in the common priesthood is being able to offer sacrifice to God. And so we have this opportunity to offer a tough day, a tough week, chronic pain, the loss of those that we have loved, those that we dearly and deeply miss. Uh, Over the last almost two years now, uh, I can remember uh, the number uh, a number of the people that I have buried here from St. Lawrence and St. Mary and St. Francis. And there is there is a a longing there, a, a part of my heart that is missing and missing our families, missing those and you know where they sat and being able to just offer that to God and continue to pray for those that we have lost those that have gone before us, marked with the sign of faith, and praying for them as we do tonight, and that they may rest in peace. And so we have something to offer. Our sacrifice, the the things that challenge us, we have something to offer. And with, with Christ and sharing in this common priesthood, this sacrifice and our sufferings can at least make a little sense. They can have a little more meaning knowing that we can offer them to Christ, unite them with Christ's suffering so that we can be joined and and united to Christ, united to him in love and strengthened to go one step more, knowing that he is with us, he shares our sufferings. And, um, And so our mission as Catholics in the world, as baptized Christians, is that we are to be sanctified every day in professional and in social life. We are called to respond, and you are called to respond to your vocation. For many of you, that is marriage. And the lay faithful, you must see your daily activities as an occasion to join yourselves to God, to do his will, and serve other people, and lead them to communion with God in Christ. This is how each of you will be sanctified. When we unite our sufferings to Christ, we are made holy. We are made to be set apart, and we grow close to God in our sufferings. And so we must strive to be holy, to be set apart in this life, in your marriages, in your workplace, wherever you find yourself, to know that you must bring Christ with you, that he will join you, and he is just a prayer away. You are called to bring Christ into the world, to be the salt and the light, because Christ is in you. And you must have this place to be strengthened in your faith. And this place where you can be made holy is in Christ. And that place is the church. And that grace comes through the sacramental ministerial priesthood. So my priesthood, this ministerial priesthood that God has called me to, is at the service of each of you. I am here as Father Christian DiCarlo to be your spiritual father in faith. Because we remember that Christ is the only priest. And we as ordained men are given the share in the priesthood of Christ. Not for my sake, but for yours. So that you can be holy in this life. So that you can be with God forever in the next. On the day of my ordination, June 2nd, 2018, Bishop Doherty read these words to me. This was part of the bishop's homily uh, for ordination. 
he spoke to me and he said, remember when you gather others into the people of God through baptism, when you forgive sins in the name of Christ and the church in the sacrament of penance, when you comfort the sick with holy oil and celebrate the sacred rites, when you offer prayers of praise and thanks to God throughout the hours of the day, not only for the people of God, but for the world. Remember, then, that you are taken from among men and appointed on their behalf for those things that pertain to God. Therefore, carry out the ministry of Christ the priest with constant joy and genuine love, not attending to your own concerns, but to those of Jesus Christ. My life is for you. My life is for you, so that you may come to a fullness of divine life in Christ Jesus. I am here to be your spiritual father, baptizing, confirming, anointing, absolving, counseling, directing, mentoring, all the things a spiritual father does, and sometimes more so. Uh, there's, every day is different. Uh, I, I never know what call's going to come through, and I, I never know who's going to walk through the door, and I love it. I love the variety. I love what's uh, not knowing exactly what's going to happen, who's going to call on the phone, um, who's going to walk through the door. But um, it's always uh, just something pretty incredible. Um, so I, I wouldn't change this for anything. And so I do all these things not because of me, uh, but because of this call that God has given to be able to serve you and doing so out of great love. And so we remember that Jesus is the one that does and performs all the sacraments. I don't do this as Christian. Uh, I do this as, as uh, being one that has been called and set apart and ordained on a mission to be able to serve you. This is why in, in all the sacraments, it's not uh, Jesus baptizes you or Jesus absolves you or do this in memory of Jesus. He says, do this in memory of me. This is my body. I absolve you. I baptize you. In those moments, it is Jesus himself acting through the priest who has been filled with the Holy Spirit in a unique way to bring that grace to you. This is what we remember and celebrate tonight the gift of the priesthood, of, of Jesus allowing himself and choosing and saying, I am going to be present for you. Throughout the centuries, in uh, maybe unique ways, and thinking of, well, why did he call me? Uh, you know, all those things. But we remember that Jesus is here for you through the priest. And uh, in the gift that this is uh, for me as well, and uh, the gift that, uh, that God has given us. We take a look at the Gospels. We see in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus says that no one knows a son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. So Jesus reveals us and reveals to us the Father. We can come to the Father through Jesus, and we can encounter this perfect love of the Heavenly Father, who is the image for us of fatherhood itself. So you call us priests who are other Christs, Father, because Jesus reveals the Father to us. We perform these fatherly duties and tasks to live out this fatherly role in spiritual ways. 
while we are nowhere near perfect in our execution of this spiritual fatherhood, know that there is a perfect Father in heaven who is calling out to us, revealing himself to us, and calling us into a greater relationship with him. I want to share one final story this evening about the journey that God led me on to be a priest. When I was at Purdue University, I chose not to date for that whole year because I, I sensed that there was something deeper going on and wanting to give the best to God first. Um, in the midst of that time, I, I got involved in the Newman Center right away. I remember my very first Sunday, uh, I think we moved in on Saturday, um, Saturday morning, mid-afternoon, and then uh, got some stuff settled, and that was just a traumatic day as a freshman of, of college, going off to school, being the oldest son. And then um, I always went to 8 a.m. Mass with my dad, so I was like, okay, well, the first morning Mass at Purdue University St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center was 9 a.m., and so I was like, all right, I just got up and walked over and went to Mass. I didn't meet any students until <laughs> uh, then I, I quickly realized that uh, I needed to go to the 7 or 9 p.m. Mass. <laughs> but in the midst of that, I got to know a, a number of good people, good, building a good community, good friends. But in the midst of that, I went on a date with uh, a young woman that I got to know. But in the midst of our conversation and, and going to the movies and uh, talking afterwards, Something struck me, something different. I, I don't, can't put word, uh, an exact description of it, but I just remember having this, this great sense that God had given me a capacity to love more than just one woman. That God had given me a capacity to love more than just one woman in the sacrament of marriage, that there is a capacity to love deeply in the sense of a parish, to love a parish family. And what a gift this has been and, and how true this has been for me. Uh, I, when I was at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, I joked that uh, I knew that there was a great capacity, but there was 4,000 families there. <laughs> uh, that was quite a lot. Um, and I'm grateful to be here as well with all of you. So I hope you know uh, of, of my love. hope you know that I'm grateful to be here, to be your priest, to be able to serve you. And uh, in the midst of this, uh, this gift, this time, uh, for us to be so grateful for the gift of the priesthood. And in the midst of this, I think this is as well part of the charism and gift of celibacy. Being able to love freely and wholly all those that are here at our parish. Not having a divided heart being able to meet and welcome and love everyone here tonight, everyone here in our parish. And I think this is a great gift of celibacy, being able to love freely and wholly all those that are here, everybody, and, uh, and be able to do that in a unique and joyful way um, as the gift of celibacy. Brothers and sisters, Jesus gives us this gift this gift of the priesthood. He gives us himself again in the Eucharist. And we have this way to be strengthened spiritually on our journey to heaven as we receive Jesus himself. So this Mass and the Eucharist are the best ways for us to grow close to Christ and for us to be saints, for us to be ones that get to heaven. So, this, uh, so to know that us priests here are here for you 
to help you be holy in your marriages, to be by your side in the hospital, and to be with you together with those that you love when they pass and be able to be with you uh, at the graveside and afterwards. For we love you and we are here for you because Jesus has given us this gift and we are able to join together in our faith and to be grateful for all the gifts we have received as we remember this gift of the priesthood, this gift of our faith, and the gift of our church so that we can have this one-on-one relationship now together as a church and body of Christ and one day to be with God forever in heaven.